Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One of my favorite studies in investing that I find myself using and thinking about all the time is something I call perfection versus participation. Now, there's a chart form of this on my website at westmoss.com, and you can always go and look at the chart version. But I want to explain this on today's episode. The perennial question you ask yourself every single time you're thinking about putting money to work in the market is now a good time. I'm Wes Moss. The prevailing thought in America is that you'll never have enough money and it's almost impossible to retire early. Actually, I think the opposite is true. For more than 20 years, I've been researching, studying, and advising American families, including those who started late, on how to retire sooner and happier. So my mission with the Retire Sooner podcast is to help a million people retire earlier while enjoying the adventure along the way. I'd love for you to be one of them. Let's get started. The answer to that question should be the same no matter what the market environment is. And here's what I mean. We intuitively think that perfectly timing the market is the right, best way to do it. And of course, it would be nice and helpful. But really, it's participation, not perfection, that is most important when it comes to investing. First of all, we can't control the perfect day or week or month to invest. We can control how long we stay invested. So participating over time is really the magic elixir. Just this week, one of my favorite families called me or emailed me. I think I was in the airport. I remember reading this. And he said, Wes, I've got this extra $500,000 that I, I'm thinking about investing and adding to my investment account. But the market's done pretty well lately. Seems like not so good of a time. Should I wait for there to be a big pullback? Or should I just go ahead and get invested? Well, this particular family is investing for a really long time. This is not $500,000 that they're going to buy a house with in the next six months. This is money that will last for the rest of his life and probably for his kids and grandkids. So provided, and this is a big part of the conversation, you have time, meaning five years or more, and longer is better, to answer that question of when you should get invested is typically right now. There's a study I call Perfection Versus Participation. And originally, Charles Schwab did this study to help investors understand that over various periods of time, short-term, intermediate-term, and long-term, even if you have really bad timing, investments in the S&P 500, and that's what we're going to use here is the stock market, typically turn out a lot better than leaving money in cash. It doesn't pay a lot. So in the study and exercise I'm about to cover here, we're going to compare three things in multiple different periods of time. So short-term, intermediate-term, and long-term periods of time. We're going to compare cash. And remember, money market hasn't always paid virtually zero. We've had periods of time where money market is 3 4 even 5% a year. 
So money market has given us some rates of return over time. More recently, it's close to zero. But even in today's world, money market does pay some interest. Well, let's now compare that to an investment in the stock market using the S&P 500 with the perfect timing, meaning that you waited for a big pullback and you put it to work on the very perfect day when the market was at its low or its nadir and see what that grew to over these same periods of time. We're going to compare that to cash. And then we're going to compare having the absolute worst timing, meaning that you decided to put that money to work right before the market took a huge dip and cratered 20% or more. And it starts to paint the picture of different time periods of what wins. Leaving my money in cash, investing in markets even with terrible or the worst possible timing, and then comparing that to the very best timing. And the numbers might surprise you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So in every time frame here, so we did long run of 23 years and 21 years. We did intermediate term or intermediate run, 10 years and 14 years. And then we did the short run, one year and three year. And we looked at this as if we took $10,000 in each of these starting points, put the $10,000 in the S&P 500 with both perfect and terrible timing. So when you choose to invest in this study, is either the very best it could be or the very worst it could be relative to leaving $10,000 in cash, earning at least some interest. And here's how the study shakes out. Here's how the numbers compare in all these different periods of time. Well, in the long run, as you would probably expect, no matter how bad your timing was, if you gave it enough time being in the market, either way, perfect timing or terrible timing, still far and beyond outpace cash. So let's go back to the 23-year period of time. Investing in 1998. In 1998, the market saw a near 20% correction. Investing that $10,000 at the perfect time, at the bottom of that correction, grew to $69,000 by mid-2021. We ran this up to June 30th, 2021 while investing at the perfectly worst period of time, think of it the day before the market started to correct 20%, and the $10,000 would now today still be worth $56,000. Holding just cash or CDs would have resulted in not a complete waste of investment, but the $10,000 would have turned into $15,500. So your $10,000 in cash would now be worth around fifteen. dollars Terrible timing, fifty-six. dollars Perfect timing, 69,000. Let's look at still another long run period of time, 21 years. Or really, I guess around 21 and a half years, if we're being exact. So this is that 2000 to 2002 period when the market was kind of at a peak prior to the tech crash and then a massive correction due to the tech burst 
And it was massive. The S&P 500 was down more than 49% at one point. Same thing, starting with $10,000. What did it, how did it shake out? Well, getting in the market with perfect timing, right at the very bottom of that 2000 to 2002 period, your $10,000, today would be worth a little over $80,000. Getting into the market with the very worst timing, right before stocks fell almost 50%, your $10,000 then is now still worth over $42,000, cash at 14. So here, investing even at the very, very worst period of time, still bested cash by nearly 200%. All right, Wes, that's great. Long, 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 long run. In the long run, we'll all be dead. Let's get to some more reasonable periods of time. All right, what about the intermediate term? Let's look at around 14 years. So this is investing during the 2007 and 2009 period. So just like the tech crash, the Great Recession feels like it was yesterday, and it crushed stocks. If your timing happened to be perfect and you pick the very bottom, and I want to say that was probably March of 2009 was the nader nader. Your $10,000 today would be worth about $81,000, plus or minus. The very worst timing, so right before the great financial crisis, the very worst timing, putting that $10,000 to work, it'd still be worth $36,500 today. Cash, your $10,000 would be worth eleven grand because interest rates were near zero during a lot of that period of time. So investing, even in the worst period of time in the market, still beat cash by 229%. What about the last 10 years? Investing in the year 2011, again, we saw a near 20% correction during this period of time. So perfect timing, invested right at the bottom of that correction. $10,000 today would be worth $47,500. The worst possible timing, investing right before that 20% correction, it would still be worth almost $39,000. Again, cash offered very, very limited upside with growth of about 675 bucks. So here, even in the last 10 years, the worst timing still beat cash by 263%. Okay, Wes, but that's still a long period of time. Let's get to a shorter time frame. Well, let's go back three years, investing in 2018. Again, back in 2018, stocks suffered about a 20% correction. So perfect timing today. Your 10,000 would be worth $19,000, nailing the bottom. The very worst timing, putting all that money to work. Now we're talking about a short period of time here. Putting that $10,000 to work right before that twenty near 20% correction. And it, today would be worth $15,500. Cash, on the other hand, you know the story. Almost nothing. A couple hundred bucks. $10,000 worth just a little more than $10,000. Relative to $15,500. Worst timing, the very worst possible timing, still beat cash by nearly 50%. All right, one last period of time. Let's look at the short, short run over the past year while investing in 2020. Again, this one's last on the list, but certainly not least. This is the COVID-19 induced sell-off of March 2020. We actually started correcting at the, towards the end of February as COVID was just dominating the news cycle. But even though it felt like an eternity, day after day, it was really by far the quickest sell-off on this whole list. Stocks down 34% in just 23 trading days. So perfect timing 
if you nailed the bottom of that, it was essentially March 23rd. $10,000 would have grown to about 19500 The worst possible time, so investing right before COVID, the COVID crash hit, $10,000 today would still be worth $13,000. Cash, again, virtually flat as interest rates are very, very low. Today and during COVID, cash gave you 54 bucks. So in just a matter of over a year, the worst possible timing for stocks still beat cash by almost 30%. Here's the thing. Market drops are so normal that they hurt every single time. That's just part of the equation with market drops. But they're very normal and they and they really should be expected. If you take a look at the last 41 years of the S&P 500, well, they're positive 31 years out of 41. So the vast majority of the time, the S&P 500 finishes in positive territory for the year. However, the market's average, this is just garden variety, average intra-year decline is almost 15%. So a normal intra-year decline, garden variety, which by the way, they heard as well, down 15% is just the way markets work. And it's just proof that market corrections, which are declines of 10% or more, are just to be expected. And that's the way markets work. Now, I think if we can just understand market history whether it's understanding that market's correct and that's to be expected, it's part of the game. And market history when it comes to, even if we don't have perfect timing, when it comes to stocks, as long as we are invested for longer periods of time, beating cash isn't that hard. Now, beating cash over the course of a week or even a bad year, certainly there's no guarantee that investing in the SP 500 is going to win. Now, my examples over the last 20 plus years, because markets more recently have rallied and recovered, even in the short run, we've seen stocks beat cash. But I think it's important to remember that as long as you have lots of time, and if you're listening to the Retire Sooner podcast, your time horizon is probably at least 20 years, maybe 30, maybe 50, maybe 100 years. If you have enough wealth, it's going to go to the next generation and the next generation. You may have an almost unlimited time horizon, meaning that even though it's a tough question to answer this perfect crystal ball or hourglass of when things are going to correct and get worse or when things are going to stop going down and get better, it's natural for us to think that way. Again, we grow up with pretty widely accepted phrase in business and most aspects of life that, hey, timing is everything. And it can work really well when it comes to investing and nailing the bottom makes you feel good. And yeah, those results, if you nail the bottom, are even better. But it's just really hard to control exactly when those days come and go. What's so much easier to control is understanding that as investors, we just need longevity in the game. And if we can do that and understand that piece of the equation through studying variety of different perspectives of market history then we, by nature, have a real advantage in this game. Again, not about perfection, but participation that wins the day. Now, podcasts obviously aren't great when it comes to visuals, but this topic is very much a visual topic. And if you're interested in this and like to take a look at the data and the chart itself, which a picture here is worth a thousand words, then you can easily find this publication at westmoss.com. You go to the search tab and just type in 
participation or type in perfection for that matter, and you'll find this article just updated through the middle of 2021. Hey, y'all, this is Mallory with the Retire Sooner team. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. If you have any questions, you can find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube. You'll find us under the handle Retire Sooner Podcast. And now for our show's disclosure. This podcast is provided to you as a resource for informational purposes only and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment or financial planning considerations. Please refer to the full disclosure in the podcast description for any additional information information.